Welcome to another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. This audio, while not officially, is in focus a part two to the audio before it in the Illusions and Truth Show archives, as well as uh, the previous blog post, if that's how you found your way here. That other audio was about where is the real power. Here again, my intent is not to give a complete and a detailed communication, but to plant seeds to create gigantic drops in your pond that hopefully will ripple out to create benefit for you. So keep that in mind as you listen. One of the things, again, that I saw so clearly on my journey and that was quite profound and transformative to me when I was able to look with brutal honesty at what was really going on in my own personal experience versus blindly accepting what I had read or what I had been taught or things that I thought were the way that things were, that I thought to be the truth with a capital T, this is one of the things that I saw. When you participate in mainstream success techniques, uh, mainstream self-help and personal development techniques, and uh, what might be called, as I mentioned last time, new age, esoteric, metaphysical, spiritual kinds of practices and approaches that presuppose that you have the power, you're driving the bus, and you can shape what's happening in your own life by thinking positive thoughts, Uh, eliminating or exchanging, limiting or self-sabotaging beliefs for empowering ones, whatever the story is. Uh, All of those kinds of things that say that you're in charge, that you can shape or you create your own reality based on what's going on in your mind or the brain or whatever else it is. It always starts out with um, set your intention, decide what it is that you want, set your goals, Get clear on what your intended outcome is for a particular whatever, whether it's a business meeting, a romantic situation, whatever it might be. You know, set your intention, get clear on what you want, and then do da-da-da-da, it varies based on the system and the teaching, to then go about manifesting your desired outcome, produce your result, get what it is that you want, manifest whatever the languaging is. Now here's the interesting thing. If I say to you, Let's say I said to you right now, and I'm sure you've done this a lot before, following techniques like this. Let's say you had a piece of paper, and I told you to write down a list of goals that you have for the next, let's say, randomly 24 months. Things that you would like to change, fix, or improve in your life, specific results that you want to produce. And let's say that on this piece of paper, I'm just making up random numbers here, you wrote 20 things. Things that would relate to your finances, things that would relate to your business or career, your relationships, your body, sex, whatever it might be. And let's say you got 20 things on this piece of paper and you and I are sitting across from each other uh, having a cup of coffee and you got this list of 20 things. And I say to you, hey, where did that list come from? Where did those 20 items come from? The first thing that would likely happen is your brain would freeze, your mind would go blank, and you'd have nothing to say. And then eventually, you know, some people would just never have anything to say, but in general, there'd be a a brain freeze moment, a silence, and then something would pop into your mind. Something would pop, pop into your thoughts, and it would be something like, well, 
And then the language might be different, but you'd say something about it. Well, I thought about it. I considered it. Or somebody might say, these things have been on my mind for a long time. I just remembered that I want these things because you asked me. I recalled. I pulled them out of memory, you know, whatever. Depending on the things you've studied and believed, you might use different language. You might say something like the subconscious mind, you know, whatever, and, and then gave me that information. I mean, whatever your languaging would be. You'd give me some sort of an explanation for where your wants, your desires, the things on that list uh, your intentions, your goals, whatever you want to call them again, you'd give me some sort of an explanation or a story as to where they come from. But my prediction would be you would know as you were answering me that whatever the, ans the answer was, was somewhat flimsy, was somewhat weak. You might not have absolute certainty about it. It would feel a little bit wobbly because it's not something that you're usually asked and it's not something that you usually think about. But you'd say whatever you say. And since we can't do that, since this is a one-way communication, let me just plant that seed, drop that drop in the pond, and then continue. Now I'm going to ask you to do something that you may not be accustomed to doing. You may not be able to do right now. But um, again, it's a drop in the pond that I want to drop. For a moment, I'm going to ask you to set aside any ideas or concepts or beliefs that you have, even if you're absolutely certain they're true or accurate, about the answer to that question. Where do your thoughts come from? Where do your intentions come from? Where do your wants and desires come from? Uh, where did that list come from of the 20 things that you'd like to change, fix, improve, or have in your life? And I say to you, forget all of that for a moment and just look at what actually happens in what I call your inner experience, which means what happens inside of you, where thoughts appear and where beliefs appear and all of that. What actually happens is, if you look clearly and with brutal honesty is, if you think of your mind as if it were a screen, the screen was blank and then all of a sudden, boom, something appeared on it. I want this. I don't like this. I don't like that. But it happened on its own. You didn't do it. You didn't make it happen. You didn't really think or analyze or figure out or understand your way to something. It was just, boom, it's there. And then you become aware of it, and then we're off to the races. But every one of those things on your list just at some point appeared. I call it inner space now in terms of where thoughts and feelings and intentions and all those things appear. I call it inner space because it appears to happen inside of you. But at some point... The honest to God, brutal honest truth is it just appeared. And then you became aware of it. It came literally out of nowhere from somewhere. And you could tell me a story. Well, it was in my subconscious mind. It was this, it was that. It was in my memory. You could give me some other story depending on what you've taught. But from practical experience, what you can actually observe, at some point it wasn't there. And then at some point it appeared on the mental screen, if you will, whatever else you want to call it. You can't really tell me two things. You can't really tell me where it came from. You can't really tell me in some cases. In some cases you could, but in other cases you couldn't really give me a solid definitive answer as to why you really want such a thing, number one. Now you might argue with me on that one, but since we can't actually have a dialogue where I could probe and pick and question you, 
You might say, no, 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 no. I could tell you why I want every single one of those things on my list. But it, at some level, you don't. At some level, it's mysterious. Now, that's just my bias. You're welcome to disagree with me on that uh, for now and forever. But setting that aside, that's the first thing. You don't really know why you really want that or where it came from. That's the one thing that you don't know or you may not know. I can tell you from my own experience, I had to admit that that was true. I'm not saying that that's just true for you or that you're some sort of a dummy or you don't, you're not onto yourself or you're stupid or foolish or whatever. I'm not saying any of that by any stretch of the imagination, nor do I have such thoughts about myself, but I had to acknowledge I don't really know where those things came from. They've been there forever in some cases. You know, they've been there forever. Or I could say, that's there. I want da-da-da-da because I'm experiencing a lot of pain having da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, I mean, there's a story, but if you really push, it eventually gets to the point where your jaw kinds of, kind of drops and you don't really have an answer except to just say, well, I don't know, I just... I want it. <laughs> I've always wanted it. But again, I, I grant the fact that you could disagree with me on that and you could support your point. But that's my experience, my bias. I had to acknowledge I don't know either at all or the full truth or the complete story about why I want whatever it is that I want, whatever I put on my list, whatever you got on that 20-item list of yours. Uh, I either don't know at all or I don't know the complete story. I had to acknowledge that. I had to acknowledge there was something mysterious about where it was coming from, and I really had never taken the time to look at it. I just assumed, well, that's what I want, and I want it for this reason, and I decided, you know. I analyzed, I figured it out, I thought about it, I considered. But what I can tell you is, from my experience and the experience of the vast majority of the people that have participated in what I call the Phase 3 teachings that I offer, they're able to see that this is the case and acknowledge that it's accurate in terms of how things actually appear in their experience, forgetting the theories, the ideas, the concepts, the books, the beliefs, what you've learned and been taught. The second part, however... Uh, nobody can really argue with me about or debate on the second question, which is, even if you say, no, I know exactly why I want those things, if I were to then say to you, can you absolutely guarantee that if you got that thing, it would make you happy, you would feel fulfilled, you would feel satisfied, your life would really, in fact, be better? Can you tell me with absolute certainty that that's the case? Now, again, you might instantly be brutally honest and say, no, I can't tell you absolutely for certain, Robert. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I sure believe it. It sure seems like if da-da-da-da, bad thing went away from my life, I'd feel happier and, and more fulfilled and, and you know, or if da-da-da-da, good thing that I really want appeared, I would be happy and fulfilled and satisfied. But, you know, or you may say, absolutely, I know for a fact. I'd be happy and I'd be fulfilled and I'd feel satisfaction or whatever else you want to call it if that da-da-da-da change, fix, or improvement happened in my life. But the truth is, you don't know for sure. You just think that that's the case. And if you look at what happens in the lives of most people, not all, there are exceptions to everything, but if you look at what happens in the lives of most people on whatever path they may be, where there's goals and intentions and desired results and such that are driving things they set a goal for da-da-da-da, let's say they achieve it, they don't end up being happy, they don't end up feeling fulfilled, they don't end up being satisfied. Maybe they felt those kinds of things for 
a few minutes or a few hours or a few days or a few weeks or in some unusual situation longer, but it never lasts. There's always something else that we want that we don't have. There's always something else that's present that we don't like as it is, and so we want to get rid of it. It's a never-ending assembly line of things that we want to change, fix, or improve. It's one of these gigantic myths We're absolutely certain, no, if I could just get these things on my list, I would be fill in the blank, happier, fulfilled, peaceful, whatever the word might be, the idea might be. But the truth is we don't know if we're brutally honest. And if if you look at your own life and you look at the lives of other people, the evidence is overwhelming, if everybody's brutally honest, of course, that simply getting, achieving your goals, manifesting the things that you want in general, do not lead to true happiness, true satisfaction, true fulfillment, true peace, true success, true whatever you want to call it. So you've got all these teachings that say, get clear on what you want, and then use these techniques to produce those things that you want. But what I saw, and what many, many other people um, have seen as well, that have come into my sphere of influence anyway, it's certainly possible to see it without me being involved, of course. A C is, okay, well... The things that I'm going to put on my list don't necessarily mean anything. They come from wherever they come from, and I don't have any certainty, if I'm honest, that they're going to change my life at all, really, that my quality of life is really going to change. We don't really think about it. We're so mesmerized by the wanting. We're so mesmerized by what it takes to march from point A, where we are now, to point B, which is having the new thing present or the bad thing gone, We don't really think about anything else. We're so mesmerized by producing the results that we want and getting there that we don't really think about what are we going to do when we get there, what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So this is another one of the fatal flaws to the typical approaches to manifesting and success and producing results and manifesting and all these different kinds of things is that, number one, the techniques themselves don't work reliably or consistently if you look which I've talked a lot more, I've talked a lot about, including through the Illusions and Truth show and on my blog, and I will again in the future. Number one, the techniques do not work reliably for everybody or at all. They work sometimes for some people, but they're not the magic bullets, laws of the universe, or infallible techniques that they're positioned as. They fail more than they succeed if you look at what really happens in the world beyond the hype and the sizzle and the um, selective memory, as I call it. But forget that. Imagine that they did really work. Imagine that there really were, there was an infallible manifestation technique. No matter what it is that you want, you use this technique and you'll get it. Here you then have the next thing. Where are those things that you'd pump through that magical technique coming from? Uh, Are they necessarily true and accurate? Would they really change your quality of life? Would they really make you happy? Would they really give you whatever it is that you truly want underneath all of it, beyond just the surface of the goal? You start to see how so much of this starts to fall apart. You start to see how wobbly it is, the cracks that start to form in the foundation, uh, that it's resting on perhaps smoke and mirrors or quicksand or a weak foundation or whatever else it is. And then just like I pointed to in the previous audio about where, where's the real power, what happened to me, what I share through the teachings and the opportunity for you and for everyone else that comes into my sphere of influence is to say, okay, I acknowledge 
that I'm not even the true source or the creator. I don't really know where my thoughts and my wants and my desires and my intentions and my goals from. They just kind of come from wherever they come. And yes, I, I feel absolutely certain when I try to achieve them and produce them and manifest them that I really want them and they'll change my life in a positive way and my quality of life will in fact be permanently and profoundly changed if I can just get these things that are on my list, whether it's making something go away or bringing something into your life or more of something that's present. Um, if you say to yourself, okay, I realize that these things are just popping into my mind. They're just popping onto the screen. And I'm not really thinking them there. I'm not really analyzing it. I'm not really, it really is just some mysterious process as to where these things come from. And yes, I have to acknowledge I've achieved many goals and my ultimate quality of life didn't change. Uh, or you might be in a position uh, like other people that I know where you've set all kinds of goals, you've tried to manifest all kinds of things, you've tried to change, fix, and improve your life, and you haven't been able to do it at all. So there's the frustration of not being able to produce results, or most of the time. But let's say that you have produced, you've used all kinds of techniques, you've produced particular results. If you're brutally honest when I say has your quality of life changed in a lasting and permanent and profound way? There can be exceptions to everything, but when I ask that question, and I've asked that question to thousands and thousands and thousands of people throughout the world now, and sometimes I have to push or probe or pick at a little bit, but ultimately what I hear, and I experience the same thing, so I have certainty of the truth of it through my own biased eyes, the answer, the brutally honest answer is no. It really is an assembly line of, okay, I got that thing, fine, on to the next thing that I want, that I don't have, on to the next thing that I want to change that I don't like, that's present. And it's an endless loop. And if there is any feeling of happiness or satisfaction or fulfillment or whatever you want to call it, whatever words you might prefer to use, it's very short-lived, and then all of a sudden we're unhappy again, we're unfulfilled again, we're unsatisfied again, something's wrong, something isn't as good as it could be, blah, 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 and we're hamsters on a wheel, we're dogs on the track chasing a rabbit that we'll never catch. And so the opportunity then is to stop and to say, okay, I acknowledge that I don't really know what it is that I really want. I don't know what it is that would really make me happy. I don't know what it is that would really make me fulfilled. So how can I find out? How can I find out what would really float my boat? What would really make me happy? Allow me to feel fulfilled. Allow me to feel at peace. Allow me to feel satisfied. Allow me to feel, feel fill in the blank with whatever uh, would, would fit your unique story. I want to know what that is. What would really make me, I'm just going to use the word happy and fulfilled, the words happy and fulfilled. I want to know the truth, what would really, not just something that pops into my mind from some mysterious place. And then I want to know how I can actually go about experiencing that true thing, the true whatever you want to call it. I'll just use the words change, fix, and improvement to my life um, that would really make me Again, fill in the blank with your own thing. And that's where I went. I want to know the truth of what would really make me happy and fulfilled and satisfied and at peace and be able to enjoy my life, you know, all the time, no matter what's going on, whatever it is. Truthfully, not smoke and mirrors, kidding myself, lying to myself, being in denial, whatever else. I want to know the truth of what would really make me happy. And then I want to know how to get that.
lack of a better term. These are the kinds of things that occurred for me. These are the kinds of desires that surfaced in me. In some cases, I would almost say obsessions with finding out the truth about what would make me happy and the truth about how I could experience that instead of all these other things that I would have put on my list that I did put on my list and got and they didn't fulfill me, that I did put on my list and I was never able to get or I was able to get but not hold on to? What is it that would really float my boat, make me happy, alter my quality of life in a massively positive way, I'll language it that way, and lasting, deep, profound, and lasting way? And then I want to know how to experience that on a consistent basis. That's where my questioning moved to And I discovered an answer to that, how to get crystal clear on the truth of it all with capital T's, what it is that I really wanted, what would really make me happy, and then how to actually experience that. And these are the things that are shared in the teachings that are available on my my website. Uh, How I got to this place, how those questions were answered, how the deep, permanent, and profound changes and lasting changes were made. And the answers to these kinds of deep, mysterious, spiritual, haunting, whatever as I call them, questions that are at the core of life if you really take a brutally honest look at what's going on. So that completes this particular audio. There will likely be additional audios in this series. Again, my intent of which is to drop huge drops in your pond that can ripple through your thinking, your feeling, your sensations, the way you live life, the way you look at things with the intent of ultimately giving you a great gift and giving you the opportunity to live on a consistent basis in what I call ultimate freedom, or if you prefer to look at it that way, ultimate happiness. To me, those are different labels for something that's very, very similar. To me, ultimate freedom is a more accurate label because happiness just talks about feelings and emotions, but ultimate freedom goes much deeper than that. So on that note, I'll say bye-bye for this particular episode. Thanks for your time and spending a little bit of your valuable time with me here, and I'll look forward to our next form of contact, whatever shape that may take. Bye-bye for now. That completes another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Until we next connect, we wish you an ever-expanding experience of joy, abundance, wisdom, and power.